Welcome to Taking the Rams by the Horns, a podcast that takes current affairs out of current affairs. This is a podcast in partnership with Sowetan Live. I'm your host, Rams Mabote. South Africa is alive with possibilities. I mean, who would have imagined a former president in jail? A sitting president sleeping on cash, literally. A cabinet minister visiting a common prisoner in jail. Or even the post office operating, even when they have nothing to do. Can you confirm that delivery performances drop? Welcome to the new Sowetan Live podcast called Taking the Rams by the Horns with me, Rams Mabote. Each week, I will be taking a lighter look at very serious topics that half the time drive you up the wall. This podcast will use humor to take no prisoners, have no holy cows, and cook a whole lot of sacrificial lambs. On Sunday past, South Africa came to a standstill. That has not happened since the day of the release of Nelson Mandela from prison. And the day former police commissioner Ria Piecha said, one doesn't have to be a drunkard to run a shibin. <laughs> Or something like that, I can't remember. Suddenly, on a Sunday evening, everyone was indoors that you could literally see cash-in-transit trucks driving leisurely on our roads without fear of being robbed. When the clock hit 9 p.m. last Sunday, the South African rugby side, the Springboks, were facing off against host France in this year's edition of Rugby World Cup. From Cape to Musina, the country was united in silence and hope. Except, of course, in Soweto. My folks were not even aware that there was a Rugby World Cup, let alone that there was a game of interest about to happen. Young and old, black and white, the corrupt, the racist, the homophobic, as well as Oranians and Azanians were united in their keen interest on the big game in Paris. It is easier to see why the Springboks could capture our collective attention like this. Nothing else works here. Not Bafana Bafana. Okay, I think they did work this week. Mm -hmm. Not the police, not ESCOM, and certainly not the Patriotic Alliance. This sudden interest in the Springboks came as a shock to me. Except for a few guys who went to good schools, I could not understand how my peers and those of us who only understand football suddenly had an interest in rugby. Even I, out of formal, dropped my mandatory she been hoping to watch. <laughs> <laughs> my other attraction was the legendary Tosa commentary. Listening to these guys makes everything else insignificant. You just want to listen to them. One minute they are commentating, the very next they are coaching, and before you know it, they are scolding everyone. And then, of course, the screams. <laughs> Police, I'm going to go to the 
Squire, nyaga sab Leonard Brown, apungo. Addictive, I tell you. But watch, we did. Thanks to social media, the commentators, we could make out some, in some way, what was happening. Although a few things were confusing, like why these guys like kicking the ball outside, why the referee is so loud, and of course, why there were so many bloody noses on the field and no one seemed perturbed. I have never shouted so many expletives in 84 minutes. I saw big men colliding with big walls of other men. Ouch. I saw literally people tripped to the ground. Aina. So many times I saw men shoving their faces on other men's groins. Sis. And there were a few men, moments where pens were pulled down in full sight of children and women. Batu. <laughs> and so... I thought I should invite someone to help me understand, uh, help us, let me say, understand this rugby thing and why we should care. Now, Mac Masina is not just anyone, guys. I, I want you to understand this, right? He's a former rugby star himself. He's nowadays seen on your screens as a rugby presenter and commentator. Outside of Will Smith this week, I could not find somebody more relevant to speak to on this episode. <laughs> no ways. <laughs> Mac, how are you, my brother? Are you Thank well? you so much for coming. <laughs> You're going to help me understand. You know, I, I confess, right? Yeah. So I lived in Cape Town for a short while, say three years. And that was, I, I, first my, I caught my first attention of rugby, yes, or interest yes. of rugby when I lived there. And this was in the 90s. And as a result, even now, I support the... Uh, I support the Western province, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Stormers, the Stormers, yes, right? I yes, mean, yes, I, yeah. It came because I lived there when I caught interest. Yeah. But I really never truly followed <laughs> it to understand everything about it. Yeah. And damn, I thought, no, man, we got to understand this thing. So how is it? I'm good and you. I'm, um, I'm dark and lovely. Yeah, yeah, this game is just amazing. Is it? Amazing game. Wow, um, if we've got time, I'll tell you. we got time. This is our time. Me. Yeah. Um, grew up in Soweto. Yeah. I can see dusty roads. Um, you should have taught all of us rugby. <laughs> <laughs> and I uh, went to school, obviously, you know, to the primaries those years. I think at Ekasi, yeah. my primary school. Yeah. Are they still there? Yes, still they there, yeah. And then after primary school, then you go to high school. Yeah. So I happened to go to a school called Jablani Technical High School. Hey, yeah. seriously? Skelesamida. Okay. Pumada. You're so. There. <laughs> About three kilometers from where I grew up. I grew up in Dobsonville. Oh, yeah. oh okay. Yeah. Okay. But again, it's a police station. That's where I come from. That's where I come from. So in short, uh, those years, um, those days, Jablani uh, Technical, it was a technical school. Yes. So where there were white Afrikaner school that they were teaching us yeah. then. In fact, there, were, there was a guy who taught yeah. at your school. Who used to cycle to school? Yeah, he used to cycle past my home going to your school. <laughs> Those days, white people could do that and be safe, right? Oh yeah, yeah. definitely. Or then, anybody for that matter. <laughs> <laughs> I think those years we had uh, Abu Fan Staden, Mr. Mirad Clay, yeah. Mr. Fender. Wow. For us, it was just interesting because we were just kids. We didn't know yeah. any better. So what we had followed then, uh, obviously, just via our parents, they wanted us, you know, to study technical stuff, the yeah. auto mechanic. You know, the plumbing the and, 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 and just like all that, that stuff. Yeah. And it happened that those teachers that they were running those departments, they were all Afrikaans, basically. Yeah. All that, yeah. you know. And then we had our Zulu teachers, the blacks, you yeah. know, the story. <laughs> yeah. <And then> <laughs> 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 so it changed. was like that. 
So it happened one day, I think I was probably like 15 years old then at, 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 at school where there was a huge announcement at assembly where the principal, uh, Mr. Van Staden, said, okay, guys, we're going to start a new sport in the school and we're going to start rugby. Yes, that's my brother. Me and my friends, the guys that always sit at the back and causing cuck, actually. <laughs> yeah. You can imagine the jokes. That yeah. we, we just made it a big joke. Yes. <laughs> what the hell is this, yeah. man? We've seen these people TV. Maybe we used to see like the Nas Porter. We've seen this jersey. It's heavy. How are we going to play with this? Why made us chase son? You know, these whole little funny things. And... um. Touch wood, a couple of days later, uh, they've started. Obviously, I was not interested. Yeah. Because I was a soccer lover. You yeah. know, my dream was like to we play all football, grew up, like my yeah, dad. Yeah, football and nothing and, else. And uh, I used to see myself, you know, playing for the top teams. Yeah. And, uh, you know, then there was Chiefs, Pirates, and Mamelodi Sundowns. Yeah. I don't think that they were existing. Then no, they were there. there were swallows. Then there were swallows. Yeah, exactly. Swallows I wanted to say this. Yeah. Exactly. So you could see, you know, just relating yourself with Abo, you Asin Swadengi, then it's those it's guys. Exactly. I, mean, I mean, I was Samora Kulu. You know? I mean, those legends. Yeah. So it happened one day. So I thought, ah, maybe let me go and have a look and see. What are these guys on about? And in those years, um, uh, 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 there were no rugby fields at the school. Yeah. You know? uh, there was a small little of patch of grass just behind their workshops. Yeah. Where, you know, the guy, you know, the teacher, Mr. Yeah. Fender, was really just trying just to teach us uh, how to play the game. So I got in there, then I stood there, then I watched first. And I saw that, okay, fine, you got to try and pass the ball backwards, you got to run fast. Okay, there's an opportunity to gather someone. Okay, not too bad. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, you can tackle like this. You can whistle and I was like, oh, yeah. all right. All right, sir, can I? And they said, okay, fine, just join in, you know? Yeah. I just joined in with the guys. I was still learning the game, but it's it was just so exciting thing to play a brand new game, a game that you've never seen. Yeah. Exciting, different rules, different Completely different complete. rules. So I was just taken away from that day. Wow. And then the rest was history. The rest is history. And then we ended up having, you know, a team, under-15 team. And then the following year, we had a senior team and all that stuff. I think in those years, we had about two teams at Jablani Technical yeah. High School. So, literally, we made Who are you competing history. against? Because there were no other... Oh, there were. Like there were. There were. Well, not in Soweto. Not in, we that's used, what I meant. We, we used to come and play against the, the likes of K's, St. David's. Wow. Bashaya Bruami. I can imagine. 150, 80. <laughs> yeah. But, but what we've Baba, it was the first time where Uplomil and then you see like black boys talking English and then you're like, and you could see good bass lang But anyway, I think one of the main um, biggest attraction for us in those days, I mean, even for now in this game, was you train. There's a little bit of discipline. Yeah. And you go away, you jump into the bus, you go away. It's more of like a trip. Exactly. Imagine in yeah. man. you know, if you have to go play a game, you jump into the bus, that's the only effect. Yeah. They feed you and then you go play, yeah. mingle with uh, you know, the other guys. You know, we steal some stuff. That's the fact. I mean, that's exactly what's been happening. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that 
to us. It was a major big thing. And then obviously, you know, we had to go and be invited as the first black uh, school yeah. in Jabulani, well, in Soweto, in Soweto to actually yeah. start rugby. So there was that name as well that was really just uh, getting people to be interested about us, you know, where they were inviting us to some few tournaments at Eastern Cape. Jesus, yo, I remember there was one time we went to... Um, <laughs> Ekomani. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Queenstown. Queenstown, yes. So when we got there, obviously we had to play against some school. Obviously we didn't know. Our interest was to jump into the bus. It's a nice trip. There's yeah. food that's out there. When we got out, out of the bus, they were all laughing at us. I was like, hey man, he's born. He's like, hey, we're rugby. So we're to. We're rugby. We're rugby. I'm sure most of you are not as big as they were. Dude. Yeah. For real. They really messed us up, those guys. But then again, it was just experience, those experience right? and yeah. all that stuff. So, and uh, I must say, we had really just good players. And then I think in all that aspect, we never really used to have a coach. We used to really coach ourselves. Yeah. Um, obviously, we used to watch a lot of TV. We used to implement stuff, da-da-da, and see whether it's going to work or what. Um, I was a captain of the team for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah. But then it just happened. And... Um, I had an opportunity then just to actually go to play trials. You know, when you play school rugby, there's yeah. trials where you got to go to trials to go play Scraven Week. Yeah, da, 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 yeah. Do yeah. you present your province? Get into province stuff. and hopefully I think, into yeah. national colors. Uh, yeah, like I, I believe this is where I was snapped because uh, we had played trials uh, at uh, St. John's College yeah. that year. And then obviously after the trials, I was approached to come and study there to further my studies, da, da, da. and the rest was history. What a brilliant story. I'm glad you told the story. So let me ask you my questions. Most importantly, yeah. right, you know, I posted right on, 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 on Sunday or could have been after the game yeah. to say, is this a game of not so normal people? How, how does a man run into a wall of men who yeah. probably weigh 10 times his weight, <laughs> head first? I mean, why do people run into each other? Why, why not run around? What is the quickest way? To get to that line. No, but there are there are ten or forty, thirty times weight bodies in front of you there that you can't go through. <laughs> you see, guys you like me, I'm not gonna go through. <laughs> Cheslin called me and and yeah, those big guys, yeah, he can't yeah. go through those yeah. guys. Look, um, this game is actually very simple. If I can just break it down, maybe if you can go into it. Please, let's do that. Um, if you look at soccer. You know, the soccer guys, they need to take the ball and score the ball on the other side. Yeah. Same as rugby. Yeah. See, that rugby ball, you need to find a way to maneuver. And to get it over the line. And get it over the line. Yeah. So uh, the rugby guys will tell you that they're actually the quickest way to go and score the try is to run straight. In so spite of the facts yes. in front of you. Yes. Whether there's people there, whether there's not. You got to make sure that you manipulate. This is where now, if you're looking at all the rugby guys' uh, stature, they, they're, they're big guys. They're huge. You know, they're huge. Yeah. They're powerful. I mean, these guys don't, they, they don't eat salads. Right? No, 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 no. It has to be pup, steak, yeah. you know, protein and all that stuff. Full chicken, Jeez. nandos. It's nothing to those guys. And um, so that's where this game starts. I mean, uh, they say the history of this game, um, how it started. It started in England. I actually had got an opportunity to go to that place. Can't remember the year. It's 1880-something where like it that, started. Yeah. So how it started, uh, they were playing soccer apparently. And then all of a sudden, one person just actually picked up the ball and then he tried to run all over, the, the, all over everyone. And there they started to stop him. 
And then the other guys came in, they were fighting for this ball. So it was all about a group of guys trying just to go on the other side, being stopped. And Ladies the other and gentlemen, so now that's we, how the rugby we know started, where the basically. madness started. Now, now, now we get it. In England. It started in England, yeah. Wow. Now, now. And then, and then you guys keep on kicking the ball outside. Yeah. I, I don't get it. Why, why, why kick the ball outside? We're trying yeah. to go there. <laughs> There's always this kicking the ball outside. And people cheer when the ball goes outside. Yeah, because um, well, once again, we will go back to the analogy of I'm trying to get to your to your uh, opposition. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to, to get, get to, to, the, half of the, to the half of the opposition yeah. as quickly as possible. So you, you've, you've got many ways. One way is just to run the ball, yeah. to run straight and budge into people and the, the other way if you get a penalty you can kick for touch and try and gain meters to be on the other side to so that on, you can oh, get the ball it's, back it's to again. get to the other side yes. quicker yes it's, it's right not, okay. but once you that side yeah it's not over yet because if you kick the ball after the penalty it's going to be your line out my line out if I've kicked the ball, if yeah. I've got the penalty. Okay. Now, this is where you so see all these So, if there was no penalty, eight. it is the line out of the other guys. Yeah, like, yeah, like we, a short arm. Yeah, I think you got to play this game, man. <laughs> You're catching this game. Continue, continue. So, now, after that uh, kick outside, yeah. there's a thing called the line out. Yes. Where you see where, eight where men again, standing uh, down there. Li- li- lift, lifting ball. one guy out. There we go. Yeah. So, that again, you still need to win your ball. But now, there's an opportunity for the opposition to contest. If they win the ball, it's going to be theirs. Yeah. So it's always about contesting for the ball in any, in all the aspects wow. of the game of rugby. That's why it's so interesting. So here are 15 men aside. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. Pop and stake, as you said. Yeah. But then they play 80 minutes. I mean, football plays 90 minutes. Okay. Sometimes they're not playing, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Or they're playing and not playing. Yeah. But isn't that short? These guys are big. They should be able to play for 800 minutes. Well, it is short. Um, I'm not but too then sure they take why. A beating, right? Yeah. I, mean, I think it, there it's we heavy. Go. My thinking is that for the amount of torture the body is taking, for the amount of running, for the amount of intensity yeah. uh, that is actually happening in the rugby field, I think 90 minutes will be actually too much. However, trust me, if you tell those guys to say we play 90 minutes, they'll be very happy about that. Well, they, 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 they could get to that because the, yes. the, the game is not over until the ball is out of play, yes. right? So it could, could get to 90 minutes. Yes. We well, have I've seen that. Right? I understand a thing or two. Yeah, we have actually gotten to... Remember, there were games where they've played for like uh, 85, 89 Yeah, minutes, I saw in 84 recently. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it, it was just the rules and regulations that they've put there, but I, I don't see no problem if they can edit and extend it and say, okay, fine, let's play 90 minutes. But the good thing about rugby is that, uh, you know, soccer, once someone else is lying down, is they're acting, da-da-da, and like as if something happened to them, the clock is going. It's yeah. Rugby, it's no. It stops. If the game stops, the ref actually stops the game, stops the time. So hence, you know, oh, so that 80 minutes wise, is 80 minutes. That 80 minutes is 80 minutes yeah. playing time, not wow. just rolling yeah, around. Not, not if stop. someone is injured, they will stop the game. Yeah. They will stop the game, then they will stop the clock. Which is 50% of the time somebody's injured. There, exactly. Right? And then there was a moment on Sunday. Right? Yeah. I mean, the smallest guy on the pitch. Like Th- the, those, are, those are the dangerous guys. I mean, the smallest guys. guy on the pitch runs in front of a penalty. Yes. You're not jumping, you're not French. That's what they say. Ramos. It's been charged down by Cheslin Colby. It remains 12 each. Oh, effort plays as a coach. This is what you love. He takes a long time in his wind-up. And this guy is super quick. 
I'm sure that has never happened before. I it have never, never happened, seen actually. this. At least I've never seen it. Yes. I have seen it before uh, when we play, you know, the kids and all that stuff. But in the World Cup, it was the first time uh, happening like this. So, so, so Cheslin was not on drugs. No, no, he was okay. not. He knew exactly what he was doing, and I understand he's actually uh, prepared himself for this because he knew there's a possibility of uh, um, you know them getting a penalty and try just to kick it over. And the player that was kicking the ball, they they played together in France, so he's seen them. Oh. He knows exactly what he was doing. So, you know, in short, if you're looking at the Springbok team, it's 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 one of those days where it's African uh, dumb people. Now, you know, there's technicians, people that are really thinking hard about the game. Yeah. You know, a long time ago, it was all about, you know, Krachen, Pete Van Tonder, who yeah. is so big, who will budge on everyone else yeah. because he's unstoppable. But now, there's the game has developed so much to such an extent that you're going to be very analytic about the game. Mm. you got to really work hard to make sure that you outthink your opponent. And if you're looking at the game, this past game, um, if you go in a little bit deeper technically, uh, Rasi Rasmus with the his players they've done a superb job in terms of outsmarting the French because they were on us they were on us from what time. I saw yeah. the French were in charge of that game exactly but, but Correct. We, we came out the victors yes. so clearly that's what you're talking about strategy yeah. yeah strategy our strategy was just amazing but that that Cheslin moment was it was it a very important moment very, in the game very I'll I'll, 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 I'll I'll give you this example if if that kick uh, was over they were, they were gonna get two points. Yeah. Now, what was the final score? There was one point difference. Arrest my case. There was one point difference. Arrest my wow. case. <laughs> but you know, for the record, yeah. <laughs> when when I saw that moment, and I know, yeah, most of us who were watching. Now I'm talking about those, those of us who understand football. All it did was to remind us of what Sipo Chaine yeah. uh, did, you know, reducing Mamelodi Sundown's uh, players to... Just a bunch of unbearable, useless individuals. Well, you know... Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> you correct. It was like saving a penalty. Yeah, it is. That's exactly that. I mean, that's, you know, that's... um, In a game, uh, when you're coaching, when you're analysing the game, there's always critical moments in the game. So that was critical moment in the game. Wow. So that's like a, a a a a ref not seeing a penalty inside the the, uh, the the pirates half, yeah, and not giving it away, and then pirates ended up losing that game. So that was critical moment that the ref didn't see. Hence, the pirates lost that game. I think uh, I talk about the league game that they lost. I I, I know. Yeah, don't, don't break my heart. Ish, yeah, so, nah, me, man. Now, now tell me, tell yeah. me, mate, man. So the aim is to go forward and yes. and put the ball across the line. Yes. Why is passing forward then offside? I mean, isn't the point to go forward? Yeah, um, for for some reason, I, th- I think I need to, you know, divulge a little bit uh, harder on that and just think. But I'm 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 assuming that it makes it a better contest if you take the ball, you gotta run forward, but you need to pass backwards yeah. because you know, and then the other team that can actually do that, so it it keeps. The competition a little bit harder, yeah. I think, and then it makes yeah. it more in, in, yes. interesting, and then it just allows the team that has got the ball just to keep the ball a little bit more to okay. do things with it. Okay, I hear you. But um, I did question that when I was young, but yeah. I realized that you know what? Sometimes other things you don't have to question. Just, just, just get on, on with it. Just game move on because we don't want <laughs> to ruin it. <laughs> now, is it is it necessary for the referees to be so loud? I mean, I was hearing the referee yes. all the time. Very, it is. Um, 
first of all, uh, once you are in the field playing, I'll give you an example. I mean, they had about 80,000 people. Yeah. I mean, shouting, screaming and all that stuff. So as a ref, you got to be vocal. And then remember, as a ref, you're dealing with players that are over two meters, yeah, 1.8 meters, 1.9. You're dealing with giants. I mean, you're dealing with the players that weighs 131 exactly. kg. Yeah. yeah. So you got to be very vocal and you got to be very uh, direct and be straightforward because the boys will walk over so you. So clearly, if I was born mute, I could never become a referee no. in rugby. No ways. No ways. You can't. Um, I think it helps as well, especially if you're watching on TV now at the, and you know, these days where you could hear the ref, why is he giving penalties away? You know, for, yeah. for, for, for yeah, us. Because now they are mic'd, right? We yes. get to hear them. As spectators, yeah. when you're watching it on TV, you get to understand, but, oh, this ref gave a penalty because someone else came from the side. Oh, yeah. no. Oh, this ref gave a penalty because someone else was playing the ball on the ground. Yeah. Ah, why wins are so, you know, it just keeps the game so interesting. Yeah. So I think that's one of the invention that um, they came about in rugby to keep the game exciting, to make it, you know, um, uh, you know, you know, entertaining. Hence now I, they've I, gone I, a little bit further where they can actually go back and see if someone else was punching the yeah, face or not, then you're going to yeah, get a penalty or a yeah. red card and all that stuff. So it's just keeping the ball. In, yeah, fact, in fact, making those, 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 those comments or those decisions vocal. Yeah. God, one of the closer commentators saw... He did argue maybe. He was like, no! No, no excited, right? Yeah. He says... Yes. <laughs> it was my moment of the game. That was my moment. So I had the closer comment because for me yeah. that, that creates the yeah. fun, right? Because I it has to balance with not understanding the game as much. Of course, after today I'll yeah. be an expert in the game because I've got you. Right? Fun, fun enough you mentioning Faf. I yeah. actually had an opportunity to uh, uh, to coach him when he was a youngster. Really? Yes. Um Wow. I always knew that he was gonna make it. He was just one of those boys. That small package. Oh man. That lighty can do wonders. He's a fighter. You call it a bull terrier or yeah, chihuahua that doesn't, it's not, he is like that. So I'm not surprised he's where he's at because trust me, he has shown since, I mean, since I've known him yeah. while he was 19, 18 years old, where I could That's see that this story. one will definitely make it because you just got to have that thing. Yes. Yes. Then you able has, to make. He he's has got that thing, that thing that he, this one yeah. is gonna make it. Excellent. So now, <laughs> the aim is to get the ball over the line. Yes. Right? And I get that. <laughs> what, what, why do the guys have to dive even when they could just touch the ball down? Is it is it, is it spectacular when you dive? It looks much better when you do it that way. But yes. I don't see <laughs> the necessity to dive all the time. <laughs> it's like they want to get themselves dirty. No, dirty is just the name of the game. So, yes, you are correct. Yeah. First of all, I think it looks good for the TV. Yeah. But the main important thing is that if I've got the ball, then I see there's a try line five meters that I'm actually running at. Yeah. If I dive onto the try line, it's quite difficult for the opposition to tackle me. I get I get that when there's opposition. Yes. But sometimes the guy is alone. He's, he's outrun everyone. He's actually completely underneath the pose. And he goes diving. I'm like, mate. It's so spectacular though, isn't it though? <laughs> and then and then and then why do they call it a try? I mean Yeah. Why not a success? He's just done something so good and yeah. it's called a try. It's just the name, you know. You you correct actually. <laughs> and your questions are quite interesting. And we I'm never right. thought of it. It's an idiot's guide to rugby. Gee, we need to understand this. Actually, <laughs> It, it, I think it's just a name that was created that, yeah. okay, it's a try. A yeah. try, which means 
the opposition team, if you're playing against me, I'd beaten you now. I went over the trial line, yeah. the one that you're supposed yeah. to defend. Then I'm going to get my five points. <sighs> now, it has always fascinated me why it's now, called that. But here's that, another thing that we got to explain. Yeah. Rugby, it's so, I can't say it's funny because it's nice. After you've scored a try. You then get a penalty. It's called a conversion. A conversion, yes. Now you get an opportunity again to add another two yes. points. And you that, take the ball, then you go and see. And the penalty is not, not always in the same. It depends on where the try went in, right? So That's the conversion. Yes. But a penalty, it can happen anywhere in the game. But yeah. the conversion, you can only take the conversion where you've in scored the try, the try in line with the try. Then you can oh. move backwards and put the ball over. Wow. Okay, let's talk positions. Right? Yes. There are positions in this game. Like, yeah. Why do the guys who play at the back are called the front line and the guys who play in the front are called the back line? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. I mean, even in English, that's wrong. <laughs> Very wrong. <laughs> that's why maybe you think that these guys are mad. Actually, we are in our own way. Um, maybe let's let's start with all the positions. Yeah. Okay. In rugby, you play with 15 players yeah. in the park. Yeah. Uh, you've got eight on the bench. And all bench can play. Anyway, all bench can play. And then yeah. people can come in and come out. Yes. <laughs> and come in again. <laughs> so now you've got eight players that are playing. They call them forwards. That's the Oxen Chair. That's yeah. the Itzabeth. That's the Sia Colisi. Yeah. You know, all those really big guys that Double are doing all beast in Tawarira. So those are the guys that plays. Uh, they play as the forwards. We call them forwards. There's eight of them. Yeah, but these forwards are really big. Yeah, right. Now, in these forwards, if I can just go uh, very quickly, uh, number one, it's a prop forward. Yeah. Number two, we call him a hooker. And the we're one gonna that get, actually we're gonna, we're, throws the ball. We're going to get to we're that gonna one. Get there. Specifically, the, those guys. <laughs> so, in fact, no, let me ask these questions. Then, yeah. then if there's one I'm missing, it's fine. I'll get it. So, a fly half, right? Yes, I mean, yes. I mean... Are they so-called because most of the time they're half the size of everyone else <laughs> and then they, they fly past everyone else. That's why they have fly half. Yeah, well, I, th I, th I think they call them fly half because they actually between, they are the link between the backline players and, and the, the forwards. Yeah. So, they're, so they're halfway in the... Yeah. In, a, in a soccer term, you are talking about someone else who's playing in the middle field. Is it number six? Yeah. yeah. Or, 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 or Tico Mudisa yes, type of... Yes. Our, our general, yes. someone that will pull the strings that's for what the team. They, that's what these guys do. So that's, that's the a fly job half. of the flag. Oh. So if you play a flag... It's not because half the size of the no. other guy. <laughs> and a scrum half? I mean, that's... Sounds to me like they wanted to say scam half, but they thought yeah, it don't be yeah, right in English. So that's yeah. just as an R to, to scam, you know? Yeah, so scam half, it's, a, it's another link now between, once again, the forwards plus the backline player. Yeah. So that's the man that needs to get the ball, whether he's getting the ball as quickly as possible to the forwards, Abu Bistim, Tawarira, those type of players, or he's getting the ball to Abu Manili Bok, Abu Cheslin Colby to feed them with this ball. Yeah. So a very integral part mm of uh, the game. What is their involvement in this thing called a scrum, which is no, where don't. There, are, there are these big guys that are <laughs> pushing each other that it's called a scrum. So the scrum half is not involved. No, no, no. He's not involved yeah. in terms of pushing. Yeah. But he's involved of taking the ball and feeding in. in oh, that's the guy that's always in the... In that's the, the that's man. Of oh, Chihuahua. Oh, Chihuahua. Yes. Hey, yes, 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 yes. Now, yes, yes. now I'm getting it. So, okay, now... 
why on earth would anybody be called a loose head? I mean, <laughs> I mean, you have to be That's like, the position. I mean, you have to be like Gaten McKenzie to be called that. Right? <laughs> There's a guy called Mampincha. You must know him. His wife's name is Babe Sodumo. He was an artist, big nurse. When he died, the government jumped like popcorn to bury him. And they rightly said, many people are going to come to the funeral. It will be a burden on the family. When another guy died, a.k.a., the government didn't jump, but they refused to help the family. The difference between AKA and Mampincha is this one is colored and this one is black. And they always help the black and they never help the colored. Right. What <laughs> a loose head. So, it's actually very easy just to explain it. Um, a loose head is a prop forward. Normally, it's number one. They were number one. Yeah. So, when they scrum, a scrum is when all eight forwards yeah. of the two teams go so in. eight against eight. Eight against, they, they, they go in and then they scrum, they go in, they push each other yeah. so that the ball can be put. So, a person who is called a loose forward, he's the one where he, if his head is inside the scrum, it's only in on one side and the other side is out. Loose forward. Oh, you get it. Oh, so I get a it. Tight now. forward prop is right inside. It's right head. inside. It's the got entire two, head is got in two, there. The entire head is in there, and there's two players. The opposition is this side, and the other opposition is on is the it, other side. So it's right in the middle of it. Is it the guys who end up with very funny yes, ears and stuff like cauliflower? That. We call them cauliflower. <laughs> hey, and, then, and then you wanted to talk about this thing finally, my yes. friend. I yes. mean, I, 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 I had to ask myself whether the the term was stolen by rugby from the other profession, or the <laughs> profession stole it from rugby. And I, I wonder how how controversial that position is that one has to be called a hooker. Very like, controversial. I mean, we call a man a hooker. Yes. It has to be a very controversial position. And then sometimes, even if you look at those players that are playing in those positions, they're all controversial. Yeah. We can go via the history. Yeah. You remember the guy called James Dalton? James Dalton, very yes. well. I met him yes. years ago. You remember the guy called Kit Wood from Ireland? Very controversial. Um, just looking at the New Zealanders quickly. Uh, Sean Fitzpatrick, he yeah. used to be a hooker. Still very controversial, you know. They they've always got something in their life, you know, uh, with their personality. Whether it's good or bad, it's just another totally what, different story. What what the, what does the hooker do in this case? I mean, yes. I, I hope they don't sell themselves to the other team for. Ah, sometimes the they do because they are the one that actually attracts a lot of women when we go out. God for well, at, least, at least in the field of play. Yes. <laughs> I, I'm, that's what I'm, 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 I'm talking about. Yeah. So what do they do in the field of play? So in a nutshell, the hooker. He's the man that is right in the middle of the scrum. When Faf and them puts the ball, then he hooks the ball. Uh, That's so, where the so name that, came from. It comes from there. Okay. Yes, but they've got another um, uh, job that they need to do. They are the uh, players that, when there's a line out, they are the one that throws the ball onto the lock. So, so that's that they not the, the hooker it. does. That's the that's guy who throws the, the ball in. So that that's his probably primary main job. Is that a skill? I mean, I can't I throw. I mean, oh, can't it's a big throw. skill. Yo, really? Yeah, it's skill. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean... Um, just to give you an idea, the hookers 
Ah, ça faut bien que ce qu'il y a. If you look at um, you know the players that are very good in terms of uh, doing the place kicks, you know, about, yes, yes. they will spend hours and hours More just Ronaldo, to, I mean, right? yeah, not, you know, just to try to get that curl. Just like who can do this? Spend hours will, doing this. Do that. The precision of throwing. Yes. Before practice, after practice, three, four hours, they busy trying to throw to perfect that throwing to make sure that they get it right. Hence, wow. um, you know, if um, the hooker is uh, the hooker can be very good all around the ball, he can do anything else on the field. But if he can't find his jumpers, he's not going to be rated as one of the best hookers around. That's how important it is just to get that ball as straight as possible and be accurate. Damn it! Okay. Yeah. So Sunday, <laughs> England. Your prediction? Yeah. Look, um, it's going to be a great one. Um, I think they've got a big bone to pick with us. We all know that. Yeah. It's one of those teams that uh, we've played with them in the World Cup many times. Let's go back uh, 2007. Yeah. Uh, we played them. I remember where I was the, when I was like I was our, in George. When yeah. I was, our, I was there in France. It was amazing. Yeah. We pumped them in the first round, and then we managed just to play against them in the final. Then. Yeah. We beat them again yep. there. And then obviously in 2019 again, uh, we played them in the finals. Uh, once again, uh, we show them flames. Yeah. So you can imagine. So, so they, they have an X to grind, Oh, yeah, right? they do. They yeah. do. They, they do. And, um, you know. But the odds are on our side, I'm told. I yeah. Don't know. Look, um, <clears throat> I don't see South Africa losing against England. Uh, I think I'll probably sell my house if they can lose. That's how serious this game is for me. And I know I'm not all by myself. I'm, there's a whole lot of South African, you know, public that feels like that. It's, it's, it's for us, for the box to lose that game, we must play so bad. Like, very bad. Like, terrible for us to say, okay, because I, I don't see them having a play that will breach our defense. Let alone the scrum, let alone the line-out. Now, if you're looking at their players pound to pound, if you're looking at our whole squad of players and their national team players, I can safely say with the team that they've got now, that, is, that they're playing with, I can probably just say there's two, three players that can make it into the Springbok team. Are you serious? I'm 100%. So this is a walkover. Well, can I put my money on this game? You can definitely put your money, you know, on... Um, uh, to the Springbok team. However, the magnificence, you know, of a game itself, you know, it's that old saying, if you play in any cup game, in any semifinals, anything can happen. Anything can happen. But if I'm, if if we are being honest and really, and look at our players and their players in terms of performance and what our players can do and what their players they can do, I guarantee you there's only probably three of their players that can make it into the Springbok team. The rest, I don't see them. I, I do not... They will never make it. They won't make it. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, he is clearly not a loose head. <laughs> and nothing he said today qualifies him as scum. <laughs> Mac Masina, it was a pleasure, my brother, having you here. Yeah. Thank you so much for the Idiot's Guide to yeah. Rugby. Guys, all I'm saying is that uh, the support is there and uh, we see it from all the South African for some reason. Uh, when uh, the Springbok plays, everyone gets involved. Black, white, you did say. Yeah. Guys from Orania. Yeah, I'm, also. I mean, everybody. It's yeah. just amazing. And uh, just to add on about this game, uh, this game is actually all about the community. Uh, it's a family thing, this. Like, I'll, 
I've built friends in around the world. Yeah. I, I can go to Argentina now. I'll find a place to stay, to sleep. I've got friends there that I've played rugby with against. Yeah. I can go to England. I can go to New Zealand. So where I, so I can this, only I can so, only guess that most of them were yeah. played as hookers. Well, no, 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 not as hookers. Okay. But what I'm trying to say, this game is is is. It's, it's, it's actually so big to such an extent once you play the game you belong into some sort of a family it's a league of a, it's a family it's just right? a league on wow, its own man. around the world well thank you very much for listening to this episode of taking the rams by the horns please send your comments by email on rams at ramsmavote.com let me know what you think about this podcast and please let me know Share your previous views about misconceptions about rugby. I'd like to know what you thought wrongly about this game like I did. Well, download the My Sowetin app and listen to more of my podcasts and follow us on X at Rams by the Horns and at Sowetin Live and at... Oh, me? Yes. Ah, I mean, I'm old school. I mean, I'm not old school. Well, no, I'm being honest. From me, Rams Mavote, certainly not a scum. Goodbye and God bless.